Peace and blessings and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Transparent Credit Repair, the superheroes of the financial literacy and credit repair world. If you're looking to change your way of living and bring more income into your home instead of opening your wallet and paying out more debt, fixing your credit score would be a big aid to your cause. If you would like to do so and you're looking for a credible company that only not only does great work, but bonds with the people that they do work with, contact Transparent Credit Repair. You can do so by going to www.heritagehiphop.com and clicking on the link for Transparent Credit Repair. Fill out the application and you get 20% off of going for going through heritagehiphop.com. So what you do is go to www.heritagehiphop.com and scroll to the bottom of the page and click on Transparent Credit Repair and fill out your application. On this episode, of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast, we return to the Monopoly family. We have three of the four now on our platform. Shout out to Rockwells, shout out to Mouth. Now we have Nam Nitty, the newest member of the family. And um, he's gonna talk to us about what makes him not only credible as an MC, what made him write for the group, but what is his stake in hip hop? and how he's gonna be remembered for being somebody who never gave up with a never say die attitude and always wanting to pursue the best and pushes his limits beyond even his own understanding. It's more than beats and rhymes on this one. This is a story about a person who came up and was not gonna let his spot go without a fight. So please stay tuned to this interview and I'll come back with the rest of my commentary when it's done. Peace and blessings and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This is Karev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know on Heritage Hip Hop, we are not about just beats and rhymes. We are about artistry. And we have a true mm-hmm. artist who not only makes music, but he creates the atmosphere of the sound. Introduce yourself to the people. I go by the name of Nam Nitty. You know what I'm saying? Monopoly family member, Secret Society boss. I like that. I like that. And I welcome you to Heritage Hip Hop. Because um, Monopoly family has been coming on the Heritage Hip Hop um, platform, and we've been making some noise. Yeah. I, 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 uh, shout out to Rockwell. Shout yeah. out to um, Mouth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I, I can't wait to talk to John Jiggs, but you know, as time go on, it'll happen. So let's complete this. Definitely. Let's complete the square. You know what I'm saying? Tell us, tell us about Nam Nitty and what makes him the artist that makes hip hop better. Um. Man, I, I like like you know, like we spoke on earlier. It's, it's, for me, it's about the culture. It's all about pushing the culture forward. If it's not pushing culture forward, then I really don't waste my time with it. You know what I mean? Um, um, it's you know that's what I, that's what that's what I stand for. That's what I'm all about. Really, first and foremost, about pushing the culture and um and, and producing great music, bro. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. See, the the biggest debate about what hip hop is when people say it's a culture. Is people can't define culture. They only mm. go with they only go with a tagline. Hip hop is a culture. Mm. Nah, when culture. I say the culture, the culture to me, you know what I mean, is well, we're gonna get real, real technical, I guess, right now. The 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 the, 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 the culture to me is DJing, the the, the breakdancer, then the MC. At least that's what I was taught. You know what I mean? Coming up, um, it it is graffiti. 
It is. It is the clothing. It is everything. It's pop culture right now, to be honest with you. Hip-hop, the culture is, is pop culture. You can't turn your TV. Rather, if you're watching ESPN or if you're watching, uh, 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 watching cartoons with your kids, hip-hop is a part of our life every day. I'm glad you said that because when you look at the definition the culture of culture, is a part of our life every day. Right. Correct right. myself. When, when you look at when you look at the definition of culture, culture mm-hmm. is anything that defines a arc or a movement mm-hmm. history for a defined period of time. That's why you have the Renaissance culture. Mm-hmm. You have the Baroquean period, which is a culture. You also I believe, have um, a food culture. I believe the Black Panthers was a culture also. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. You know what I mean? I was I was actually uh doing a little research, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm that type of guy. I I do researching. You know, everything ain't all gangster shoot 'em up, starting crack all day. But um I found myself doing research on um a couple of the the key figures of the Black Panthers, Fred Hampton. Yes, I'm a grown man and I'm I'll sit here and say that I don't know the full story or let or Carl Michael you know what I'm saying? Like these people that that are very significant to us. You know what I mean? I think that even the Black Panthers play a part in, in the hip hop culture as well. You know what I mean? I love the way that you said that because I had this conversation with another MC, another rapper or MC in hip hop culture, and I said one of the MCs in hip hop that doesn't get respected enough is Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me sideways. I'm like, Yo, Malcolm X is an MC. I mean, I mean, Muhammad Ali was one of the greatest MCs ever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> James Brown is is the first to me, the one of the first true MCs. You know what I mean? We 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 for all those who are are learning by listening to this conversation, um, James Brown is the reason why you do your music on the one. How right. why you count your bars the way you count your bars. Right. James Brown is the reason we have bars. You understand <laughs> that word, that thing that you know what I mean? James Brown is the reason for that. So, you know, our hip hop has been in hip hop is, you know, the bebop culture. Jazz is another form of hip hop. Like the way that they were doing, they were putting it down. Um, hip hop, man, you know, it, I think think that a lot of, like, I, you know, I mentioned breakdancing earlier. You know what I mean? People think that Amarion and, and, and Chris Brown just started doing that shit out the wind. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take it to another elevation, because I don't believe mm-hmm. hip-hop started with James Brown. I believe hip-hop was present in the Torah. Mm. I believe hip-hop was present in Genesis. And let's break this down together, because you are an artist, and I want an artist's perspective, okay? Mm-hmm. I believe hip-hop started at the, with the first beat that you ever heard in your life. Do you remember the first beat you ever heard in your life? AB, well, that's the first rhyme. ABCD, ABCs is your first rhyme. Mm-hmm. Um, first beat. It's the heartbeat. Exactly. But it wasn't your own. It was your mom's heartbeat. It was your mom's heartbeat. So, so then that means hip-hop was present in your life from your inception. So that means that that mm, heartbeat like was given that. to you, hip-hop was given to you by the most high. And if you listen to hip-hop music, the drum is, is what sets the pattern. For it's the like music. a heartbeat. It's a pattern so, of a heart, Like, you know, you, could, you, can exactly. almost, you, you can almost line a heartbeat up to any beat that you play. So, you know what I mean? For those who do the beat, the drum, you know what I mean? Right. So if the heart is the drum, then the heart beat is the rhythm of your life. Yeah, so let's absolutely. Go, let's, let's, let's go another step further, though. When you make music, your goal is to create harmony. 
To harmonize mm-hmm. means that you have multiple parts of music come together to make one purpose, one sound. Like, like for instance, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring something to, to the point. Like, I always say, I have three people that uh, are a top of my production, um, um, so, so to speak. Uh, these are the people that I look up to. You know, these mm-hmm. are the inspirations. These are the people that I draw. Uh, if I say, if I have to sum up my style of producing it, it go it can't be one person it's more of a three thing and one of those people is puff daddy sean combs and he okay. never pushed a button at all you know what i mean <laughs> from what i heard or from what i know he never pushed anybody's npc button or anything ever or any keyboard or anything but do why i say him is because i think that one, you know, besides the fact that I felt like he had a pulse, he had, his music and his company, Bad Boy, was the pulse of New York. Um, it, I just think that it, it just epitomized New York. You know what I mean? Um, Puff is New York. His attitude, everything. You know what I mean? Um, so his company embodied that. But it, like you was talking about rhythm and, you know what I mean? Do or all dude ever wanted to do was make you dance. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things that I feel like, as far as um me and my brand of quote unquote boom bap. I want I want you to, I want I want to give you that head nod. You know what I mean? And like you said, it, it's it's gotta be through the vibrations of the music. Fact. And we'll and to continue what you said through vibration, vibration is a form of harmony because that's mm-hmm. movement, that's rhythm, but it's birth as well. Now look mm-hmm. at your body. Your body is composed of systems. You have a lymphatic system, a respiratory system you have a, a reproductive system. And when those systems mm-hmm. work at tip-top condition, that's called health. And health is defined by the harmony of the systems that are running your body. Fact. That's hip-hop. Let's, look, let's look at one more. When you walk through life, you take steps, correct? What do you bro? When you walk through life, you take steps, correct? Correct. Now, when you write notes on the bar on sheet paper, those are called steps. So mm. if you really look at what hip-hop is, hip-hop is harmony, is journey, is, is drum beats. It's actually the growth of a, an elevation of a person through life finding their, their purpose. So if we, look at what, if we look at what hip-hop truly is and we look at the message of what God truly is, hip-hop is not a music. It's actually God's culture living within you. That's why we are his heritage. And why this is called heritage hip-hop. So salute to you like for that. finding your purpose. Definitely. Now, now I mean... I said, like I said, one of my favorite, one of my favorite rappers is Tupac. He and, and a lot of people don't get that, especially being, um, pride of myself on being a lyricist. You know what I'm saying? Um, cause mostly why he's my favorite is because of the feeling. You know what I mean? A lot of, a lot of my favorite rappers, they give you feeling. It's not so much of the technique. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though the technique is, the technique is going to be the technique. You can't deny people with great technique, a la mm-hmm. Eminem. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the same time, I love the, the artists that give you that feeling. You know what I mean? But, you, see, you, but wait, you wait, 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 wait. I got to cut you off right there because we're not going to take this interview to other people. Let's focus on you because you give great Absolutely. feeling when you rhyme as well. Thank you. Thank you, sir. That comes from, like I said, but that comes from my influences. Bro. We all have influences, you know. But let me ask you something as an artist and an MC. Yes, sir. When it comes to today's hip-hop, People like vibes more than you like lyrics. But when you're a boom bap, especially a boom bap connoisseur and specialist, the vibe and the lyrics are the same thing. So then what makes Nam Nitty bomb on the crowd? 
is it the aggression or uh, is it the aggression of the delivery or is it the touch of the bar that makes people not forget him? I like to think it's both of them. I, I like to craft my lyrics with both of them. You know what I mean? Like, like, like we just spoke earlier, like, I love those who give me that feeling, so I think I, I try to emulate the same. Um, but at the same time, I understand that, you know, I'm one of those who appreciate the technique of, of, of this art form. You know what I'm saying? So I try to, I try to blend the both of them, you know? The ultimate technique is like a karate movie. It's like when you feel that elevation and you become another person outside of yourself because you master self. One part of mastering self as an MC is finding your voice. Where was your voice, and how did you come into the knowledge of it? Well, my voice, my voice, as far as you know, me coming into myself, it really just took just time. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to uh, go through life. You know what I mean? Life, life lessons and things that I've seen, things that I've experienced. Those are things that make up me. You know. What's fly about what you said is that this is why I give God so much credit over everything. And, you know, mm-hmm. some people are, well, are not, not very spiritual. Or they don't want to talk about it. I do because i got to go to the bones of what it is, which is the basic. Mm-hmm. God is so flavorful, he made trees for you. And whether you mm-hmm. live in New York, Korea, Japan, Panama, you'll have trees. They may be the same. They, they are the same thing but made in different ways where they have a different look. But they, they, but the function is the same. I'm in Miami now. So what you saying? That looking at these palm trees right now as we speak. <laughs> That's what I'm we talking about. We used to that in New York, bro. <laughs> funny, funny how the spirit works, right? So yeah, check exactly. this out. Let's make it. Let's make it even better. The Most High is so flavorful that He gave your hip hop to you in mm-hmm. a way where people can relate to your story on different territories, but not also have the same sound. Exactly. Now knowing, now knowing that you represent Long Island, what is the Long Island MC sound, and what makes it different from the other boroughs of New York? Um, in all modesty, me. Um, I, I think that I'm I'm the epitome of that. The reason I started producing was to give us a sound. I felt like mm-hmm. us as New Yorkers, we didn't have our own sound. We lost our own sound. We sound like everybody else now. You know what I mean? People want to say that that's just the uh, that's just the vibe of what right now is. Everybody's vibing to that type of vibe, or whatever the case may be, like you were saying earlier. But I don't agree with that. You have those like the Griseldas, the Rock Marcianos, who's been around for for years. You know what I'm saying? And making money and flourishing in this in their careers and and ha- you know and making the music that they love to make. So I don't you know I feel like it's just the cloth, man. You know. The cloth. The cloth is what determines your identity and how you see life. Exactly. Your experience. Exactly. So, so when somebody listens to a non-mini track, what is their experience? What are you looking to give them when you put together the bars and the music together? Um, I want them to feel, to either take, take this journey with me wherever I'm trying to go. And if we speaking on, on Crack Baby, like Crack Baby was made I wanted to capture a time, you know what I mean, a time of my life. Um, but still, like I said, the tricky part was to give it the sound of today, though. You know what I'm saying? And and I think I accomplished that with that with that project. You know what I mean? It, it you'll definitely feel like you're on somebody, you're on a corner, 
<laughs> in the early 90s, you know what I mean, by, by, by if, if you know me, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you'll, you'll, definitely, under, you'll definitely see where we're going with, with, with the sound. I feel you. you. For the future, you know what I mean? I feel you. But see, I have a beef with people who try to always put the thing into the, 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 the decade. And it's not, I mean, you know what I'm talking about when I explain it to you. Mm-hmm. I don't believe there's no such there's, there's no such thing as the golden era. I don't nah. believe that because if I'm a person who just formed hi- my lounge of hip hop now and I found Nah mm-hmm. Mini and he's my favorite MC, this is my golden mm-hmm. era. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Nah, I, really I though. Believe- like Fifty's one of my Fifty Fifty run was a was a powerful run. Like it's crazy you mm-hmm. say that. Like 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 dude. Like you know I watched the interview and Fifty was saying that. Like I, I he kind of like shifted how I think. Like. I don't think I have favorite rappers no more. Even though I said Tupac was this and the third, you know, it's just, you know, that's like the template. But I'm starting to feel like I don't have a favorite, I have favorite moments. You know what I mean? Just to yeah, add on yeah, what you say, I think it's, right. it's the moments. You know what I'm right. saying? Like run walking out on a stage and crush groove. You know what I mean? Um, Shit, hammer, dancing across that stage in them little funny-ass pants. It's the moment, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's moment. I'm hip-hop, man. We can go from there to there, you know what I mean, to there to there. I am this. I believe this. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what, that's also what of that reflects through my music, too, is that I'm, I'm still a fan. I love this. It's art, bro. You know what I'm but saying? What, I love it. But one of the things that you just focused on is the moment. Now, one of my moments when it comes to nominee's music is the most hated favorite. Mm, you went now, back a little something. Now, see, when I listen to that, it's not just hunger on there. It's grabbing somebody's neck and say, listen to me, because the message that I have is detrimental to your ear and your understanding of not only me, but this culture. What was your, what was your goal when you made that project you, and you put you, it out to you, the world? I must say, you. This is my first for all the listeners. This is my first time speaking to this brother, but you are very educated, smart, uh, attentive brother. I must say that because you broke down a lot of things about that song that not without without knowing me personally. Um, um, that song. Um, I made that song. That that song was really created because I felt like I I was I, those. I didn't get, I don't know, man, in a, in a mo, in a most modest way, I didn't get the attention that I, I felt that was, I was, I was granted by the work, the work that I put in, the, the sound, um, you know, everything that, that came to it. And I just wanted to talk to everybody who I felt like wasn't paid attention. <laughs> mm, you know what? That's, I, I like that you say that because hip hop is the voice of the people who feel like they're not getting heard. You know, when we think about this culture, it was people getting tired of violence. And even today, in our society, mm-hmm. even though there's a lot of assholes out here that do a lot, part of my language, we have people in hip-hop that's tired of the violence. And right mm-hmm. now, we have, we're coming through George Floyd, rest in peace. We're coming through Breonna mm-hmm. Taylor, rest in peace. We're coming through so rest many people, peace. and we're tired of the violence. And hip-hop is the, is the voice of the people who are not getting heard and the artist's responsibility by Nina, Simone, by Nina Simone's admission is the artist's responsibility is to reflect the times they're living in with their music. So you with know, all the hurt and all the pain, what is the voice of hip-hop saying now, and how are we grabbing the world's attention? I mean, to, 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 to uh, I mean, everything's hip-hop. We already spoke on that, but I just think mm-hmm. this is bigger than that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This right now, like I said to my fiance, 
this is the first time in my life, my some odd years of existence that I've seen us as black people as aware, as yeah. woke, as um as active. You understand what I'm saying about change. Um, Ice Cube said it in an interview the other day too, like that I I seen any you know, this is the time. The time is now. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking specifically or not not talking about vote the voting situation. I'm a felon, so I don't really you know, but I'm trying to encourage everybody else around me to vote. But at the same time, like this, the time is now. If we want change, I think that if, if if for the next fifty years or so, for my grandkids, my great grandkids, then the time is to be done now. It's us that's going to make that happen now. Keep that in mind as well for later in the interview. You made two great futuristic points. You're already ahead of the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that you said that because at the end of the day. What we always say, hip hop is for the babies. And we used to say you back know, in the day, each one teach one. They right? said, like they always say, like hip, one thing we always got to keep in mind, all of us who, who, who partake in this, this culture, this shit was made. This shit came at from nothing. You understand what right, I'm saying? It came, right. it, it was growth. Hip hop was birthed out of despair. Hip hop was birthed out of a blackout in New York City. That's right. <laughs> It was birthed out of the big blackout of New York City in 77. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it came out of nothing. It came out of despair. It came out of, um, you know what I mean? I guess you could say in the times like, like times we living in now, you know what I mean? The struggle, the fight, the pain, it came from that. So let me ask you this. Being that hip-hop has taken pain and made it a global community, how does hip hop police the community with its sound, not just its morals? Um, I'm starting to come to a realization we have no control over that. <laughs> mm. I, I would, I really, I'm, I, we don't. As far as policing the sound, I mean, a lot of things wouldn't have made it through the door. I mean, I could say a lot of things, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be politically correct on your show. <laughs> I don't okay. want this to come back like a bad Twitter, uh, a bad Twitter. Post, you know what I'm saying, but you know, um, but not really though. You know, we got those that's on top of the game that would never be able to live, and and that would never make it inside of the game. It's the game that we know. You understand right. what I'm saying, or that we're those that are the top. I'm gonna just put that at like that without saying names. Those who are at the top of the game would get laughed out the door because they were a cornball. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Well, because they didn't fit, they just didn't fit that. They don't fit that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have you have to come from that. Like once again, that word again, cloth. Top guy right now does not come from that cloth. He's just very talented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's the. I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna continue what you said. <laughs> hip hop, hip hop had a way of opening doors for people. To fit, get in where they fit in. Mm-hmm. One of the best things hip hop did was show the intelligence, the articulation, and the never say die attitude of the inner city child. Because while mm-hmm. everybody was taking things away from them, the inner city child made a, made a corporate business where now the act the dude from the street can get off the mm-hmm. street and change his life. Mm-hmm. It made the it made the nerd who couldn't really get the girls and all that use his smarts to make a business to show people how to make money in the community exactly. and, and, and come up. 
So with that, with that knowledge, when people say hip hop saved my life, that was my next line to you. But go ahead. Honestly, I can put it how the spirit works. It's more than hip hop being a way to make money. It was a way to make direction and get somebody's mind right, and also give them clarity within their sound. Absolutely. What What is the gift Nominity gives in every project you create? The gift that I give in every project that I create is the soul. You will mm. definitely, you will definitely receive my soul in every project that has my name on the front of that. That's, you know, that's one thing that you could definitely, you can definitely count on. Um, dope hip hop, man. Just great hip hop, man. Like when I say hip hop, I mean, I mean that in every sense of the word, bro. Like I can't, I can't stress that more because a lot of the shit that we love right now is not hip hop, man. I, I mean, it's a difference between rap and hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Rapping is what there's you a, do, but hip hop is the is the is, is the arc of what you do. There's a lot of rappers with a lot of nice songs or at least catchy songs on the radio right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But these is not, and those are not MCs. You know what I'm saying? And I think that they need their own category. <laughs> yeah, true. You know what but, I mean? I, I, will, I said I wasn't going to drop no names, but I'm going to drop this, and I'm pretty sure you feel the same damn way. Post Malone should have not won a rap Grammy. Yes, I believe Or, or, or hip-hop yeah. Grammy. Like, yeah, bro, this that. is what I mean about, this is what I mean about we need, they need to be subgenres or something. You understand what I'm saying? They need to be subgenres. They, they can't be, there's no reason why somebody like Pusha T who put out a great album, a great hip-hop album, will get overlooked for somebody like uh, Post Malone or, you know what I mean? Yeah, or whoever. That goes into a whole you lot of double stuff, but I agree with you. Other politics, you know what I'm saying? But what, what, what it'll make it, it'll, it'll cut the politics in half if y'all just give us some subgenres. They got subgenres for rock, even type of R&B, contemporary R&B. This type of R&B, that type of R&B, like, right. you know, hip-hop needs that. I think, I think Eric Sermon was the one I seen say that, like, they, they, we need that. We need subgenres because a lot of the shit that they consider hip-hop is not hip-hop to me. They're not MCs. You know what right. I'm saying? And that's, that's what, I guess that's what, that's the cloth that I, that's, that's the pedigree that I come from. That's the, that's what I look for. That's the shit that, that drives me and inspires me. But part of the pedigree of a man is his story. Let's go mm -hmm. to the single Hustler's Prayer. Talk to yes, me sir. about that and what were you, what, what is your outreach with that goal, with that song? Uh, the Hustler's Prayer, man, was, you know, like I said, the album Crack Day is just a day in the life and walking through my life in, in South Huntington, New York, you know, Long Island, New York. Um, the Hustler's Prayer is, is just, you know, just a day in the life of, of how we lived, how we came up. You know, the things we see, things we have to face, the things we beat, you know what I mean? I'm here today when I lost a lot of friends to the same things that I rap about, you know? Yeah. I think hip-hop is the ultimate um, therapy. But I think people are people are traumatized to the point where they'll focus on the negative to not get the message out of the positive. Why do you think that is, and why does Hustler's Prayer change that? Um, Hustler's Prayer... It, it definitely changes that. I feel like I said, I mean, like, it just depends. I think that depends on one who, the one who's taking it in, though. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, if you've never lived that life, because of the way that I put my music together, I think you'll still be able to fill a story and get the story in 
and not just see the negative in it. You know what I'm saying? You can you can hear the cry for that of this is something that I have to face. It might not be particularly what I want to do, but this is what this is this is life. You know. I feel you because the story is why hip hop needs subgenres because nobody's telling the story anymore. And it's the people who really tell stories. Those are the MCs, not the rappers. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Do you agree with me on that? I agree with you on that. I definitely, 100%. Um, You turn on any radio station wherever you are right now, and nine times out of ten, just listen to whatever song that's on the radio from any rapper that you claim. He's not telling you a story. He's, he has a whole bunch of lines that that rhyme together. He's not giving yeah. you, he's not trying to paint you a picture for you. And if he's painting a picture for you, that picture is very bland. Uh, kindergarten. Yeah, <laughs> that shit is real, like, we, we, we can pull up, we, you can tell him to pull up, put his crayons away. Niggas is drawing with crayons. You know what I mean? <laughs> Karras once said, the difference between a rapper and an MC is a rapper will rap lines to you, but an MC will rap about your life. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I think is missing in a lot of people's music. Once again, that goes in, that goes into the Tupac influence. Like that was Tupac. That's why he sold. I mean, to me, my personal, my personal thought thinking of it is that's why he sold. That's why he sold five, ten million records is because he could touch little Tommy and 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 pause and and Nebraska. Little Tommy in Nebraska can, can feel his story, even though he's never lived a day in a life in no way of what Tupac felt or, 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 or seen. Those are the MCs. That, that's what makes him an MC. I have these debates with, with rappers, all, with, with other fellow rappers all the time about Tupac, about his, MC, his MC credibility. You know what I mean? Because he wasn't giving you double syllables and... <laughs> yeah. I would love to have that. I would love to have that conversation with you with some other on people on our hip hop show, the Mike Council. For everybody Absolutely. listening, this is Karev from Heritage Hip Hop talking to Nam Nitty, one fourth of the Monopoly family. Yes, uh, sir. Let's go back into something that you touched on because um, one thing you talked about was James Brown and James mm. Brown being the reason why So Brother Number One is where it is now. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about that track, the Flame. The one, oh, the famous flames. Oh, yeah, yeah, on, yeah, 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 yeah. The flames. The flames. You know, the crazy shit about it, I was watching the James Brown movie when I was making that beat. Right? Nice. I was making the James Brown movie when I made that beat. Yeah, rest mm-hmm. in peace to Chad Bozeman, man. You know what I mean? I'm watching that movie and shit, and it came on when he was doing that joint, and it brought, I'm going to be honest, it's like a two-pronged story. Like, as a, then it brought me back to my childhood. Listen, I can't, I, I should, I hate, I have to learn the name of this fucking song. It's the Heavy D song. You probably know it. The Heavy D song with the same, with the with the Man's World intro. It wasn't Man's World beat, but it was the intro that. I can't remember the hell the name of that song. I think it was, it was, I think it was on a big time album. Whatever. But, um. It just took me back to that childhood. So I just grabbed that part. We playing with that part for a second and next thing you know that that shit just came out the way it came out. Um but I was playing beats. We had went to Virginia. We we had a couple shows in Virginia, uh the D B M V area and all of that shit. Me, John, Mouth and um uh, me, John and Mouth, you know, on the road and 
I'm playing beats for them, you know, so we could do that song or, you know, any song, you know, for the crew, you know, let people know that I'm, 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 I'm along with, with the, with the family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, I felt like I wasn't moving them. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know how you play songs with people and they not bobbing their head or, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't get the reaction I want. And the very next beat that I went home, I got home after we came back from doing the shows and shit. And I told myself, I'm going to make a beat. For us, you know what I mean? For us to do a little pocket cut or whatever. And that was the first beat I made. I sent that shit to John. Like, John didn't even give me time to play for everybody else. <laughs> you see, that's the thing. He, started, he, he sent that email out to everybody else as soon as I sent it to him. This is the one. Yeah, well, hey, like, like you said about how hip-hop has that thing about it that moves the crowd, moves territory, moves um, people to really tell their story. We're talking James Brown and the essence of Boom Bap from the core of what it is. It don't it don't get no better than that. It don't get no better than that. You know what I mean? And and that's the crazy thing about it, though. You know, I listen to I listen to Finnish Flames and, and and it gives me that feeling of 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 you know that era. Like you said, when we were talking about moments, I was gonna call it the golden era, but I'm gonna say that moment of of of, of the Jungle Brothers and the Tribe and the the the, the Daylives, you know, just that that real that boom bap hip hop, man. Just this hard beats and night and dope rhymes, man. Man, I love that song because that's one of the that's one of the few songs that you can hear that takes you back to the essence of when people had groups and it was like this is our identity and this is the sound we want to make. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's why I yes, love sir. that song, and I want to I want to actually push that song on the Heritage Hip Hop playlist because I, I think that. that song needs to be heard everywhere, not just somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that, man. Yeah, they definitely need to check that out, man. Y'all can get that Crack Baby everywhere on all digital platforms, and I got the hard copies on on Bandcamp. Hit me up on Bandcamp. You can make you place your orders there. I also got the dope. I got my own clothing line. You know what I'm saying? Eleven seven forty six. Um, you can also order some of that on there. You know what I mean? We're trying to do a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? Check I'm them glad videos. That. Check them videos out. I got a couple of videos out from the Crack Baby, you know, Hustlers Prayer. Um, a couple of videos on there. The Purple Tape video, Make It Sing. You know what I mean? Got a little bit of everything on there. I mean, just trying to corner every market, man. I, I produce every beat. You know what I'm saying? I do all my videos, majority of them. You know what I mean? Me and my lady, me and my fiance, that's my, my co-director. <laughs> well, salute to you and salute to the uh, fiance because you put her out there. We're gonna say fiance, miss. I don't know your name, but I'm gonna tell you, miss. You are the shit. We gonna keep them moving <laughs> because the product is dope. All right, let's put it out Cla- there now. Claudy, Claudy is the shit. She is. The now, shit. Hey, hey, like I said, man. Look, this this is heritage hip hop. We don't rock this, partner. I mean, that's what people do out here. Pause. You gotta be hot for people to say something. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. gotta be. You gotta have something new right now. No, you all you have to do is. Support the heritage that and and and, and, the, and the value and value what God gave you, and you're gonna make mm-hmm. greatness. No matter Absolutely. if you get one spin or a million spins, you got that, and you build on it. And Definitely. we want people to build with you and listen to more of your music. So I mean, well, this is that crack baby. I'm trying to get this shit in everybody's house. I'm trying to get everybody addicted. I need everybody mama to put this shit. Be, be sneaking around talking about they don't got it. I'm, I mean, I, this is crack baby. This is that crack. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want everybody to feel like they can't, like, like, pookie after they hear this motherfucker. 
<laughs> I'm glad you said that. We're not gonna we're gonna, we're gonna close up this interview in a little bit. Yes, I wanna sir. ask you two more questions before we have some fun. My next yes, question sir. to you coming off of that is as an artist though, hip hop is just a door. Mm -hmm. the music the music is the doorknob. Yes, Everybody breaks their neck to get to the door, but people don't really walk through the door. And you're one of the few people who People say it's not mainstream, but you've actually been through that door countless of times, and you've seen the mm -hmm. other side. Since you've walked through the door, how did you spread your artistry to become more than just a music artist and to go into all the things you talked about? Um, it's like, to me, I, I mean, it boils, it boils down to, like, if you look at those that are successful, and, and he, like Tyler Perry, bro, you just got to, you know, it don't even, it's not even just, just hip-hop. You know, any successful black man that you look at, the Puff Daddies, the Jay-Z, you got to want it, man. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? You got to want it. And and when you want it, there's, there's no 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 limit to where you'll go to, to make sure that that shit happens. You know what I'm saying? So with right. me, I'm just going to, you know, with me as far as in everything that I that I do with my brand, you know what I mean? Ain't nobody going to put it out or, or do it better than or get my vision out there the way that better than, than, than me. You know what I mean? Can't nobody do that. So everybody, we are on the line with Nam Nitty, one four for the Monopoly family, CEO of eleven, what is it, seven forty six, you said? Yeah, Secret Society Entertainment, eleven seven forty six clothing. You know what I mean? You got a little bit of everything on it. And give me your social media so they know where they can find it and not try to act like they don't know where it's at. That's Nam Nitty, N-A-M-N-I-T-T-Y. You know what I mean? Twitter, the real Nam Nitty. On, on Instagram, Secret Society. That's Secret Society, S-O-S, instead of S-O-C, underscore Nitty. You know what I mean? It's Nam Nitty on Facebook. Like I said, you can get to all of that, all that fly shit, that eleven seven forty six shit, all of them, all of the Crack Baby album, all of the, that most hated favorite. EP that he was speaking on, you get all of that on my band camp too. And the purple tape. Make sure you hug the purple tape. Oh, make sure you get the purple tape. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like the purple tape. That's me. Yeah, man. I mean, the purple tape, you know, to speak on that real quickly, you know what I mean? That that was just my, me just giving, the, paying homage to, to, to an album that, that got me through a lot of times, man. Like, I remember getting the album and sitting in, sitting in, and trapped in, in, in the worst house, worst spots, you know what I'm saying? But with, with the headphones on and just blocking the world out and feeling like I was right there with Ray. I felt like Ray, Ray, at the time that I was, at that time in my life, he was speaking who, how I was living. Like that album, to me, is the best hip hop album ever created. Okay. That's, that's very interesting. Cause now, to me, the, I mean, you're, from you're, you're one to none. Extra part. From one to none. There's nothing, I don't think there's, there's not too many. I mean, I'm, let's put it this way. I always try to tell brothers this. It's not, that's the best album created that wasn't done by Andre Young. <laughs> mm, okay. That's the best hip-hop album that wasn't touched by Andre Young. Okay. Because after that, you got to talk about Chronic or Doggy Style. You know what I mean? I'm, when I mm. speak of these albums, when I speak of these albums, I speak of, Yes, we talk about the lyrics first. It's, it's the hit, the, the, but we talk about the sonically. First of all, Dr. Dre, you'll never hear a more sonically clearer 
with more clarity hip hop album from anybody else or any producer anywhere else. Fact. No one. No one. Any and 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 in in particular, Doggy Style. That is the most sonically clearest, most bro. That's like satin. That's the satin of hip hop. That's yeah. satin. That's like putting satin or, or satin drawers on a thing. Like that. That's what that is. Even though you gonna might, you might be irritated. You know what I mean? Depending on what coast you're from or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It depends. You know what I'm saying? Depending on how you ride up on you pause, but like. But now that's that's that's, that's, that's that 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 album is satin. But the purple tape though, the yeah. purple tape is like a holy grail type of thing. Like that thing, mm. like I said, like that thing, that thing right there is like he it it, it touches everything. That's culture in one tape. You know what I'm saying? Like sure Raekwon hears this interview. Everybody said it. That culture in one tape. The lyrics. First of all, like the boys used to call it, what they called it. They called them darts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So them shits was, or swords, you know what I'm saying? Them shits, they, first of all, we already know what Ghostface, we, we know what the careers went on to do. You know what I'm saying? Ghostface put out his own remarkable joints. But like, the co-stars, man, on that joint, like, that shit was, that shit was remarkable, man. I could talk about that out more night, bro. From what, from song to song. You know what I'm saying? This is the 25th year anniversary of that shit, too. Like, true. I am showing my age a little bit, but I don't give Hey, That's bro, I was there when first dropped, too. What you saying? It's all good. You know what I mean? But you, you kind of you jumped the gun because that's part of what we ask in the second part of the interview. But before we get there, everybody, this is Karev with Nam Nitty of the Monopoly family. Go stream his music everywhere. But if you like, if you like what you heard on the stream, Heritage Hip Hop does not believe in streaming. We believe in buying. So purchase the music. Purchase the clothes. Because... That's right. Purchase because because if you if you purchase, not only are you sewing into the artist, but you're guaranteeing yourself more music from an artist that you love. So I like don't that. just stream and more importantly, if you stream, say something we had a catastrophic event. We got corona going on right now. What mm-hmm. if what if the internet went down and we had no more internet? If you stream you ain't got no and you don't buy it, you don't have any music. You don't so have no non MIDI. Let's be specific now, bro. They don't got no non MIDI. That's right. <laughs> so you gotta make sure you buy it so you have it. Cause I bought the music I got. I got, yes, I got the joint. So make sure that's how I can put yes, on my sir. playlist. We don't believe in thieving. We believe in <laughs> making it even and paying. So yeah, with that man. being said, it's time for the rapid fire question. Are yes, you ready sir. for those questions? Let's get it. The rapid fire questions are not yes, no questions. These are questions that show your depth of the music and your purpose within the culture. Now you already, mm-hmm. I think, I think you kind of answered two of the questions already. But I'm asking anyway <laughs> know, for, the of, yeah. for the for the sake of, I might of, have, I know. might have, I, you know, it, it, we we let it just like you said earlier, is moments. I might have another moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So check, all right, so check this out. The first question is, what song or album from another artist catalog perfectly describes you? Ah, uh, perfectly describes me. Get rid of that trying. Yeah, I didn't think you would say that. <laughs> okay. Fifty cent. Nah, okay, um, our lives is. I like. I looked at that. I know the movie ain't ain't one hundred percent, but I like to think that our lives is is a lot of parallel in a lot of ways. Um, I was one of the. You know, starting from the top, my mother was on drugs. My mother, my mother was one of the the young, one of the only females on my in my neighborhood on my on my blocks selling crack. You understand what I'm saying? And I come from that era, that same era. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So 
with that being said, like, my mother was one of, you know, we it's parallel in that same sense. I was one of the young niggas. I had to get out and get money myself. You understand what I'm saying? My grandmother and my grandfather was taking care of me, and they couldn't afford Jordans. They weren't paying for Jordans. So I had to get out and get that myself. You know what I mean? That's 15, 14 years old. So that's parallel in that sense. Um, I did beef with older niggas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Those mm-hmm. niggas around my way and all of that shit. You know what I mean? That's parallel with his story. So it's a lot of things that's parallel. And once again, Dr. Dr. Dre connection with that album. Um, I just think, I also think that that's a probably a top 10 album in hip hop history period. That's a great, as far as, as far as gangster music, if you want to put a, uh, a subgenre on it or whatever, that's definitely top five. You know what I'm saying? Um, top, maybe top three for me personally. But, um, yeah. Um, get rich or die trying. Okay, I like the answer for that. Let's go to the next question, which says this. Nom Nitty. The first thing that comes out when you say that word is that a name is Nom. And when people do the history, when you think of Nom, you think of a war. Mm-hmm. You think of you think of people going to battle for survival. Mm-hmm. What is the battle that Nom Nitty brings to the track that makes people run for survival when they're on a the track with him? The battle, the battle, I guess you could say the battle is, uh, good and evil. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? It's the good and evil. I like to say that, uh, you know what I mean? I, like I said, you, 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 you're definitely going to feel my pain and where I'm coming from. Um, I think, uh, I don't want no sympathy, but I definitely think you, you can relate, especially if you come from where I come from. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then it's the good. I think you'll definitely hear the places that I want to go, the things that I want to accomplish, the things that, um, the things I want to do in my life, with others' lives. You know what I'm saying? Even with those that's listening, even with the listeners' lives. Like, okay. you know, I hold, I hold responsibility with that too. You know what I'm saying? To some of that, I want to say their lives or at least the taste of the music that they, they take in. You know what I mean? I hold very much responsibility for that, you know? So. Or, okay. So when we talk about responsibility, hip-hop is known for being the voice of society and the people. But hip-hop has not touched every subject. What is the song you're waiting to hear hip-hop make that hasn't been made yet? Mm, we've, I, I don't think we've touched every subject, but we've touched a lot. Um one of the subjects we could touch. Uh, I think we can really take a serious stab at what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the current climate of of the social injustice and everything. Mm-hmm. Like when I say a real stab, you know what I mean. Like, um, I love Nipsey's fuck Donald Trump, but mm-hmm. I just think that they didn't rest in peace to that man. That's that effect, but. The fact that the aggressiveness is not going to, you're not going to take it as serious. I hate to come back to this man again, but Tupac would make a song that would make you big. I think that everybody, God rest his soul, if he was here, he would make a song that everybody, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as aggressive, but it would be aggressive. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mastering of emotions. Right. You know, um, I, for instance, there was a lot of things that they said in that song. I was surprised by the, by the things that, from the message that I got from YG. You know what I mean? And being from somebody who's probably just watching from a general standpoint, but like, you know, there was a lot of things, but the, 
the aggressiveness and I guess the F Donald Trump standpoint of uh, you know using the F word the F bomb as much as it did it, it, it it's gonna uh it's it's not gonna touch those that a lot of people that it should you know what I'm saying because that was a really dope song and it was a powerful song and it should have touched everybody. Shout out to the movement. So let's yeah. talk about your knowledge of hip hop now. One yeah. thing I like. And with your songs, your songs have definite, hold on for one second, we got fire trucks going through. Lomity is the shit, he had fire, we got fire trucks. We live, y'all. We, we <laughs> just gotta let you know this shit live, this shit is for real. Uh, yeah, <laughs> look, we got, uh, yeah, they going, they going crazy on this block. Yeah, no idea. Wait a second. See that? Lomity, I'm Where you at? <laughs> Where you at? We at East Orange, New Jersey. Oh, Jersey? <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> fucking Jersey, man. I love That's Jersey, right. man. That's the chocolate yeah. city, man. <laughs> so let's go to let's go to your knowledge of hip hop right now. Like you have songs that live, and you have songs that you might want to live longer with a remix. Now the remix is mm. when people change the beat or added people to the song. My question mm. to Nam Nitty is, what's the greatest hip hop remix of all time? Whoa! Can I give you a top five? Or you gonna make me do just narrow to one? Like I can't, bro. There's a lot of, there's a lot of shit. I right. first one that comes to mind. I guess I'm just going for my childhood. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? I'm gonna throw a couple of them. I'm, this is about my taste, right? Yeah. So we, well, so we just gonna say that there's no wrong answer. It's, it's my interview. Answer. It's my interview. So it's my goddamn taste. I gonna listen to what the fuck I like. So I, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but. The Dayla Buddy remix comes first. Uh, okay, that's one. Uh, scenario remix comes comes to play. Oh, it uh, hurt. Uh, of course, big. Uh, one more chance remix. That's that's instantaneously. You can't. Um, another remix. Let's let's think. Let's be let's be fair. The West Coast. I'm gonna throw that. At. West Coast didn't do too many remixes. B. They did. They did. They, oh, they did. I, I don't know too many remixes from the, from the West like that. I'll give you one. Check yourself by Ice Cube. Check yourself for your. Oh my God! One of my favorite remixes. How did I forget that? But you know yeah. what? Cube was almost an honorary New York nigga at that time. You can't get that. Okay. <laughs> How about Exhibit? How about Exhibit and Mob Deep? Oz may shine, teeth may grit, and all that shit. I don't know that one. What's next? I don't know that one. I ain't gonna hold you. I don't know that one. But nah, but you okay. hold on. We gonna keep going. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What was the other remix of that? It just you know, you had me in my zone for a second. I got out mm -hmm. of it. I talk about the way. Hold on, bro. Uh man, you know it's a lot of great remixes, but those are the ones that really come to my. Hold on, Flavor in Your Ear remix. Uh, oh, classic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, special delivery remix. Uh, yeah. Uh, can it be also simple remix? Ooh, how Classics. can I say and talk about the purple tape and then not say that one? Uh, Classic. Uh, Method Man had a dope remix. Uh, Method Man Method was a Man, remix. Of the Method Man remix. <laughs> yeah, it was a remix. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they had not, well, there was like three different remixes. Like, One More Chance had three different remixes. I know somebody probably listened to this saying, which one? The Elder Barge mm -hmm. remix? Or the, uh, the Craig G sample remix. Either one. Right. Pick one. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, uh, who else? Uh, shit. Uh, Symphony wasn't, nah, Symphony wasn't on remix. That was the poppy cut. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah, man, there's a lot of them, man, but those are the ones that come to mind off the rip, man. 
But we can yeah. stop right there. Let everybody know the remix is a powerful part of the culture. But the, but the thing about but the thing about the remix is some Diddy, people once again on the song. Diddy, once again, one of my influences. But go ahead. Okay. Well, people will put other people on a song, and people will feature on a song. But the thing about a remix is sometimes somebody will feature on the song and steal the song from the main artist. So my question mm. to you is, who has the greatest feature or guest sixteen in hip hop history? Come on, brother. You already know this answer, man. I think this answer is unanimous, man. Uh, he's from he's from where I'm from. Okay. He's from Long Island. He used All to right. wear dreads. He looked like he on wild steroids right now. <laughs> no, shout out to Buster Rock. Buster Rock. All right. All right. <laughs> He is the greatest. He's the remix stealer. You actually, okay. at one point in time in hip hop history, if you did a remix, that's the first person you was probably calling. Yeah, the, the, the first person. All right, drama. I'm gonna remix this that's song. I'm gonna call him first. You know what I mean? Yeah, bust, bust, bust a bust, man. He, he, okay. He's the remix killer. Bro, think okay. about it. How many of those songs that I named was he on? <laughs> Flavor Your Ears, so that definitely is one of them. Yeah, Flavor no Your Ears, uh, Scenario Remix. Scenario. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, shit, I just said I said another one. Uh, he wasn't on Buddy. Uh, what else? There's a couple of ones, man. He was on a couple of them. Fuck, what else did he want? He was on another bad Puff Puff joint. That was hard too. I don't know. I, 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 I always say, from now I'm nitty, you know, this is, you know, I I, I want to. As a kid, I wanted to be a DJ that rapped. This is why my history and my knowledge is the way that it is. This is why I love the way I do. This is why I produce. I wanted to be a DJ first, bro. I, lo- yeah. I fell in love with the DJ first. As a- in a co- with this culture, I fell in love with the DJ first. And then I seen Run come up on the stage and throw the mic. And that was it. <laughs> like, ah, right, fuck that DJ and shit. <laughs> But now, nah, like, like when I seen D Nice come out with that "Call Me D Nice," I thought that was the best song in the fucking world. This nigga's the DJ and he's rapping. Like, yep. the DJ and he's rapping. Yeah, he I remember telling T A or something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I remember telling that to my uh the T R eight oh eight. You know what I mean? I remember telling that. There you go. You know what I mean? Remember, I remember telling that to my cousin. Like, my cousin was like four, maybe eight, four, five, six, seven years older than me. Like, yo, he DJ and he's rapping. I never forget the look he gave me. Like, nigga. This nigga's okay. <laughs> Chris probably wrote, but his look, and I'm probably probably saying his head. Chris probably wrote this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to the next question. Let's go to the next question. My next question is: Being that you had this knowledge of hip hop, if you had the uh, opportunity to make your perfect track, who's featured on it with you? If there's any features, and who's doing the on um, the beat? Dead or alive, no restrictions. Uh, 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 me nitty. No, I'm mm-hmm. nitty. No, I'm nitty. Well, I'm doing dead in live. Dead, I'm going to definitely say. Dead, I got two. Um, mm-hmm. Stack Bundles and Tupac. Wow, RP to both. Big two. You know what I'm saying? I can't. Big two. You know what I mean? Um, as far as you can't without me, you know. But um, Red Man too. Um, Redman, uh, living, Redman, 50. 50, Redman, um, in two separate songs, two different vibes, um, Redman, 50, a couple, 
You know what I mean? But right now, those are the two that come to mind. Oh. Who's doing the beat? Those are dreams, I guess you could say. Those are the two rappers that influenced me the most in my whole, throughout my whole, from his, you know, my whole career. I, I, I definitely have to say those three rappers, Tupac, Redman, and 50 Cent influenced me the most. But as far as producers, uh, I always tell people, I will literally give you my left arm. You can have this motherfucker. I'm a righty anyway. As long as I, I can roll up with one hand and all of that, I've done it before. As long as I can roll up with this one hand, I'm good. But, like, you can have my left arm, bro. It's, it, 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 it's, as long as I can be on the other side of that glass and Dr. Dre is pressing that little microphone button to talk directly in my ear and going, yo, you ready now? All Man, right. Take Life is over after that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let I think it's over. I can even just, just cut it up, just wrap it up, just wrap that bitch up with a bow and be like, that nigga had a good life. Right. That's that a dream of mine. You know what I'm saying? Once again, Karev is here with Nam Nitty talking that hip hop. So we're going to come to the final question of this interview. It was an honor yes, getting sir. to talk to you. Thank you for giving me a pleasure. Thank you for I having me, brother. I appreciate, appreciate right. you, man. So the, um, the final question of the first interview, which means we have an open-door policy, we're not on that you got to be hot stuff. Like I said, we, we respect the culture enough to know that as long as you have a story, you have a platform to tell your story mm -hmm. on, and that's heritage hip-hop. So mm -hmm. the final question of the interview is this. 500 years from now, you're not going to be walking the planet. Before we finish, maybe say the most, may the most high bless you and all your loved ones because the corona. Shit, I want this forever now. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. But with, the, with corona and everything going yeah. on right now, we Thank don't you. wish any harm on you or your family. So may the most high bless you abundantly and your Same family you, continually. All right? Same you. But 500 years from now, your music um, is going to live on, but you're not going to be here. And somebody's going to go to the Hip Hop Museum and see the Monopoly family in the Hip Hop Museum and they're going to push a red button, and they're going to hear your music. My question mm -hmm. to you, as the most important question of this interview, or your first interview, is this. Because they hear your music and you're introduced to a new generation who so will hear your music, what is the legacy that you leave on the world that made it better because you did music? Hmm... I just think that my will to make the world better through my music is there will be a child that can listen to my listen to my words and listen to the things that I say, and you can either use those as jewels, you know what I'm saying, in in a, in a variety of ways. Rather, if it's uh not to go that way, how to do it better, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, um, mm -hmm. just just to be just to be a better me. You know what I mean? Be a better them. Mm. So everybody, hip hop does not only help you raise and elevate yourself; it can influence the world to teach the world how to be better through the stories of the great MCs that came before them. To be them better them, to be the better them that they can be. You know what I mean? My, I think that my music inspires. I, I would love for my music to inspire all to be the better them, to be the better you. You know what I mean? You listen to that and it makes you want to jump up and be a better you, to be a, a richer you, to be a smarter you, to be, you know, to be be the bigger you. Word. And and life is all about said, growth, you know? Even better. <laughs> that, was, that was the perfect way to end it. Life is all about growth. And with that being said, 
This is Karev from Heritage Hip Hop with the artist MC Nam Nitty. And we say peace and we out. Peace. Nam Nitty is a name that you should remember because not only does he go hard in making great music, line for line, rhyme for rhyme. But he makes sure he puts his stamp and his artwork and on his clothing line. So make sure you go check out his work because that's what real hip hop is all about. Expression, entrepreneurship, being an owner, not somebody looking to be owned. Salute to the Monopoly family. Hey, John Jiggs, we waiting for you to come down now. Come on now. We want the full family on here on Heritage Hip Hop. To everybody out there listening, thank you for supporting Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. We support people and not playlists. Though we make our own, it is the stories of the MCs that make the music that much more worthwhile to listen to and makes the sound better and give it more quality. Salute to everybody that helps makes this thing possible. Before we get out of here, let's do our shout outs. First, shout out ourselves. Please subscribe to www.heritagehiphop.com for more great interviews and free music. Heritage Hip Hop on YouTube to see our past interviews. And we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you get your podcast. Also, we like to say thank you to Transparent Credit Repair for helping to change people's lives. Remember, Transparent Credit Repair not only changes the way you receive your money, but the way you value your money. By fixing your credit score, you can change your life. So go to www.heritagehiphop.com and click on Transparent Credit Repair, fill out the form, and receive 20% off of all services given. I'd like to give a shout out to Fatty's Place. Our man BQ is um, going through a life change, and we want to give him a shout out. Get well, B. We, 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 are, we, are, we are eagerly waiting for you to return. Shout out to Lex Diamonds. You can go to Lex P on YouTube. And see the sports podcast that he has out right now. Diamonds Entertainment LLC is making moves into the sports arena. We ask that you support. Shout out to Fire Jaws, our resident MC that has new music coming out, but he's also a marketer and promoter. So check out Wildfire Marketing. Check out Fire Jaws on Instagram. And if there's something that you want to move, talk to him. That's the man to talk to. Shout out to the Goodfellas. Goodfellas TV. We have the Goodfellas recap that airs every week on facebook on the goodfellas page and on the tommy guns youtube page as well shout out to tommy guns dad the photographer aep underscore presents on facebook dj big a the big a show on a h d a y a r that's idr on youtube and sha montana goodfellas tv the goodfellas recap out now check it out and more importantly the people who make heritage hip-hop possible is you we are God's heritage. That means hip-hop is the heritage of God as well. So we are heritage hip-hop because we celebrate where we come from, who we are, and our culture and sound. We are more than music. So to everybody out there listening to this, we thank you. Look for more great podcasts. Look for more great interviews because we have West Coast legends. And hopefully we have a premier Detroit MC coming. And if you know how much I like hip-hop, you know that would be a special one. So to everybody out there listening, we say peace, thank you, stay safe, vote, and we out.